Welcome to the 25th episode of the Wolves Women's Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and tonight I'm joined with by Tom. Hello, everyone. Oh, we just thought we'd have a quick jump on, have a quick catch up about with the news that they've got the fixtures are out and obviously the news that Wolves Women are departing the CKW and are going to be playing at the New Books Head. Um, so just have a quick catch up, run through those bits of news, fill you in with what we know about the, the pre-season friendlies that have coming up immediately and have happened and any other bits and pieces so tom starting with the pre-season uh, starting with the fixtures um they came out yesterday by the league opening day 21st of august away to liverpool feds what what's your initial thoughts on that one yeah um it could be a tricky game that um i know we played them last year in the cup um and you know we, we got knocked out of the cup on penalties um albeit you know we had a Quite a few of us one missing um, through injuries or COVID. But, you know, they're, they're going to be a tricky team. Um, you know, they're a good outfit. And we're going to come into this league. And I think, you know, they'll be around mid-table-esque around that time. But we can cause teams some problems. So it'll be a tricky opening game. But um, I reckon, you know, that we'll still find the win out of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously not wanting to do a sort of the, the, the sort of pre-season predictions, etc. We'll do that just before the season kicks off. But yeah, I, I agree with you, mate, that the Feds, I could see doing a, a, being a Brighouse-esque team, sort of that sort of seventh, eighth, causing teams upsets, but losing games, which you'd expect them to win occasionally if key players are missing. Um, so yeah, so like you, I, I was sort of take it, would have preferred other teams first, but glad to sort of avoid that, some of the more tougher teams. I mean, I think... Just quickly looking at the first five league games, it's Feds, Huddersfield and Stoke away. Uh, uh, yeah, Feds, Huddersfield and Stoke away, isn't it? And then Loughborough and then Forest. Um, so I think that that's some easy, a couple of good wins in there. Um, so, yeah, so but only one home game in those first five league games. What's your thoughts on those quickly, mate? Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, we've got like four games away from home out of the first five, which is, you know, a bit weird. I don't know whether it's something to do with us moving to a new stadium or whether it's got something to do with the Commonwealth Games or something. I don't know. Um, but it's in, it's just weird how the fixtures have landed. We've got four out of the first five which are away and the first three which are away. So it's a bit weird, but, you know, we've got some, you've got Huddersfield in there. Um, I think, you know, we've done the double out of them last year. Um, Stoke, you know, are, are really struggling. I expect them to be struggling again this year, so that's that's winnable. Um, you know, and you got Forest away, which is going to be uh, possibly a tough game because you know Forest are a good outfit. They gave us a good test next year, so it's an interesting one. But I think overall, I think the fixtures have been kind for us. Yeah, I just a quick look at my uh, my spreadsheet for last season's fixtures. And actually, we had four home games in the first five last season. So, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think there must it might well be something to do with balancing off with the move to uh, Telford. But yeah, it is a bit of an oddity to have that, and obviously to have that many number of away games in, in the first five. But I think there's almost elements of it makes that Loughborough game a big one as well for people to get down to because it's the first chance to get down there for a league game. Um, after the Loughborough game, but before the Forest game, we've got the determining round of the cup as well, the, the league, the league cup slash plate as well in there. So that's that's that should be an interesting one as well. Um, two big games, obviously, that we looked out for. Certainly, I looked out for those Black Country derbies. We're home first time round again, twelfth uh, of October. 
uh, and away 15th of March. So maybe this year we'll get to relegate them, eh? Hopefully. Um, you know, it would be good nice, nice to do that, wouldn't it? Um, to get one over on our, our local rivals. Um, but I do hope that, you know, this game, that the home game against Wolves can be played at Molyneux. I think, you know, it's a massive game. And I think that kind of a game, if promoted well, would bring a big crowd to Molyneux and a big crowd to watch these girls. And it, with a move to Telford as well, we need something like that to get fans watching and, um, you know, to, to get them engaged more with the team. So I think hopefully that we can play that at Molyneux. It would be a brilliant atmosphere for a Black Country derby under the Molyneux lights. Yeah, I mean, I think I think any of those sorts of games, sort of like that one or the Stoke one as well, that'd be quite a nice one just to try and get under. I, mean, I think it'll also be good to look at when the, the men's international breaks are. So maybe get a Sunday afternoon down at Molyneux where the, the, the pitch isn't in use and therefore there's less of an issue there. Um, so I think that was the other option, but it'd be great to get some more games down at Molyneux and sort of meaningful games as well. I know, you know, no disrespect to Brighouse, they're a good team. But it's not got the, uh, the 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 it's not got that name against it, has it really? To, compared to sort of even you know even if it was Forest at home, that, that Molyneux that'd be would still be an awesome game, wouldn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you got the Brighouse Brighouse game that we played last year, but in, in reality, not many people know who Brighouse are. You know, they're, they're a big women's team, but men's team are not. They're not in the football league or or near it. Where you got Nottingham Forest, they're in the Premier League. Everyone knows who they are. You know, Stoke City. You know, another local rival in Staffordshire Derby. Um, you know, we have got West Brom, who we can play there. Molyneux, another big name. What that's the type of games, what are going to draw people's attention and big bring big crowds in and you know that's what we need we need to get more games at Molyneux and the more exposure we're getting the more fans are coming to watch us play the more we'll grow and we'll make that next step and then build keep building on it and building on it yeah um just looking at, on through the fixtures I mean obviously the, again the the league have made this decision I'm going to call it that leave it at that to have November and December without any league games so we play our last league game of 2022 on 6th of November. And we play our next one after that on the 8th of January against Liverpool Feds, um, actually, interestingly as well. Um, it's two months in theory without league games. And that's obviously doesn't take into account any postponements. Um, the cup games override it, pushing, you know, rearranging that, that, league fixture, that league fixture in January. And then once you start chucking in again, County Cup games, we could go again another two, three months without playing any league games. Tom, the floor is yours, my friend. Let rip. It's absolutely horrendous doing that. You know, you, you shouldn't go that long without playing a league game. I know last year, we, we had it last year, and Macca was really frustrated with it, you know, because it has never been a part of a league. What you, you have eight, nine weeks without even playing a league game, it's, it's wrong. You know, you, you need to keep your team together. You need to keep playing games, playing league games, keeping them together. But it's not, you know, when, when you're having like near enough a whole of November, the whole of December without even having one league game. If you're knocked out of them cups, what, what are due to be played throughout them months? You've got no games for eight weeks. What, there's no, you lose all momentum. You lose your team spirit. And if you're, you're top of the league, right, you're out of the Cups, you've got no games for eight weeks. That momentum, what you built up for the first half of that season, has all gone. 
it's all gone and it, it's totally wrong. You know, it, I just I just don't understand where how or this league or the FA think about these decisions and when they're making them because it just does not make sense to any fan, to any player or to any management team out there. Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. Really do. I think it's bonkers that just have that many, especially when you think some of those cup games, uh, county cup games, where you're likely to have teams who will pull out either late or we'll just won't, you know, we'll just pull out, you know, so there's no disrespect to Nanita and they had team issues last season. Um, but that, yeah, they could well pull out on us and we won't be able to get a fixture unless you have a week, weeks without games and it'll be hit and miss. So what you're training for, what you're preparing for, you know, you, you spend a week preparing for Nuneaton, let's say, you know, who we played, who were due to play last season in the Cup and they pull out on the Friday before the Sunday. Well, that's a week's worth of training wasted. People not getting game time. And especially if you're trying to gel, sort of bringing some of the, your younger players into the first team, get them in some game time, um, then, yeah, it's a complete waste. I mean, we've said it before, I think County Cup, we need both the reserves and the first team to be playing in it because I think it gives both sets of players some really good quality game time if they can do that. Um, and, and, yeah, I think it would be it make the final even more entertaining when it's a Wolves versus Wolves final on that one. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, just host it at Molyneux and be done with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I think, as I said, we'll do a proper review of the whole season, uh, sort of the, looking ahead to the season. What, yeah, sort of nearer to the, yeah, sort of once we're through the pre-season, just before the first game. Um, but I think that just gives us a bit of an insight. I mean, obviously, with fixtures are out there um, on the the Wolves website, on the FA's website. Um, I, I'll repeat, you know, subject to change. I think is the usual caveat on all these things because I think the league will rejig the fixtures. I think the number of times we had fixture updates on the pod last season was. Uh, numerous so we'll we'll keep you abreast of all those changes as they come um the other big news it was sort of well it was leaked by i don't well can you leak something if you've been told it officially i don't know but the when the league announced the fixtures on monday when you looked at the fa's website it clearly stated that all the fixtures were going to be played at the new books head uh telford and then today the club officially announced that we'll be moving away from the CKW Stadium uh, to to the new books head. Firstly, Tom, uh, just general sort of opinion, you know, sort of um, you know the new books head. If I remember rightly, you've been there for the t- for the under twenty threes when they were there. General views on the stadium? It's a great stadium. Um, you know, I've I've been there a few times, um, especially when the under twenty threes played there before they moved out to Kiddy. Um, as I say better pitch there, um, much better facilities than what the CKW was. You know, you got four stands. Um, what what, and it it's bigger all round really for the club. Holds more attendance as well, and also the main part is that it will be um acceptable for tier two and tier one, which is hopefully where Wolves want to get. Yeah, so uh, my friend, Mr. Wikipedia, tells me that it's a 6,300 6, uh, uh, stadium capacity with a grass pitch. Always, well, yeah, could have been 3G, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I, I think, as as the club said, and you said, better facilities for us as fans, but also the players, it will be, you know, I know that's where they played the game against Blackburn, sort of in the second COVID season. Um, I suppose my sort of question will be, what will they open up for fans? Will they just open up one of the stands and sort of compact us all into one? Or will they try to sort of 
um, designated home and away ends as well. Um, I think it'll be that'll be there's some work there the club need to do. I think. I mean, Tom, what's your view? Will they just open up the Steve and Robert stand, which is the main stand with um, which is all seater, two thousand odd seats in there? Do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be obviously one stand. Um, I can't see them opening all four, to be honest. Um, but I think that that one one stand is big enough for us right now. Um, you know, our attendances at the CKW was averaging around the three four hundred mark at every game. Um, so you know, I think that what one stand will be enough. Um, obviously we are now with a move to Telford, going to risk losing some of them fans as well. Um, I did notice today um, in the comment section that fans wasn't very happy with the move. But, you know, that's from a fan's point of view that, you know, it is out of Wolverhampton. But you've got to look at it as a bigger picture at the end of the day. You know, um, you, you, we're taking the club forward. We're moving to a bigger stadium. And to be honest with you, if you look around Wolverhampton, what options have we got or lack of options? You know, the next nearest best thing was Telford. Um, and, you know, eventually we'd have to make the move anyway um, because Wolves do want to be a Tier 2 team. They want to be competing in the Championship. And to do that, we would not be accepted in the league without with a CKW pitch in the stadium because it just not does not meet the match with the facilities to, to be in Tier 2. So, you know, we'd have to make the move anyway. But making the move now gives us better chance of more success in the future. Um, and it puts us on better still for when we are in the championship. But we haven't got to go through the aggro of finding a new ground. We've already got one now. And yeah, I just think from a fan's point of view, it will be disappointing. But from the club and from as a whole, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, just picking up on a couple of those points. I think obviously we've, you know, sort of as a club, we've been sort of trying to attract some of the best local talent. And obviously with the f- facilities that we've got, that that's... Um, you know, with the training facilities, etc., medical support, etc. That's been a really good selling point. I suppose is that is this the net? Is that the other bit of that selling point? You know, look at the stadium you're going to be playing at. It's a it is a aspiring league team, good non-league team stadium. Come and look at it. It's six thousand three hundred. You know, six yeah, six thousand three hundred people stadium. Not no disrespect to CKW and ninth tier one stand. Court cabins for toilets stadium i mean don't get me wrong love the ck stadium love the little stadium but it's not it's not the book's head is it realistically and i think giving if you're if your players coming into that if you're looking do i choose team x let's say boldmere okay i know they're you know new promoted team but they've got that nice little compact stadium or wolves i might not get as much game time at wolves but look at the facilities i get to use look at where i could well be playing it might well be part past that sales pitch. And I think the other thing is if we can get promoted this season, next season, do predictions as I said in a you know sort of later on in a later pod. We're ready. We we're not we you know we've already got adapted to that playing surface. We know the pitch, we know the stadium. Whereas moving to a new stadium first season in the championship, that's a bit of a risk. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, like you, I would like to have stayed in Wolverhampton itself, but I think there is an issue there. I think it demonstrates the need for Wolves as a club to have a dedicated non-men's first team stadium, um, put it like that, and because I think that will help 
And I think there was something that somebody at the other said it could have been worse. It could have been Kiddy. Kiddy's a long way out from Wolverhampton. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what? Uh, you know, let's look at it from the other way. What could the club do to help attract those fans and more fans to, to the, the games there? I mean, obviously you've got Telford Wolves connection there, but would you like to see a sort of a fan zone, something similar to what they have set up at the men's game uh, outside the stadium, sort of around the stadium area? Tom? Yeah, um, something like that. It's a fan zone. I'd say more games at Molyneux as well. Um, you know, which will grow the, grow the um, interaction with with the with a team. Um, but ultimately, you know, stream more games on the um, Wolves TV on YouTube as well. You know, because we need to grow. We need to grow now more than ever, more than ever before, um, because obviously CKW was local to Wolverhampton. We're moving out now. We're going to lose the locals from around Castlecroft who, you know, walk to the game, who live around there and got to travel. We're going to lose them who can't travel. Um, yes, we've got a lot of Wolves fans who live in Telford, around that areas, um, in Shropshire. We've got loads. Hopefully they'll come down. Um, hopefully the old crowd who used to go to watch under 23s will turn up to watch the women because you know when when wolves are not playing on a sunday they've got an option to watch them there but yeah a fan zone would be brilliant um something for, especially for you know it's make it family orientated orientated with the kids as well um where kids can get involved in as well so there's a lot of things we can do to grow it and i'm sure throughout the season wolves will do do things to to help grow it even further but we are going to lose some support but hopefully we'll gain it um in other ways yeah i mean i, I just wonder whether there could well be you know fan zone with some sort of you know sort of score past wolfie type wendy type things you know sort of that sort of fa- face painting i remember going to a my kids got free tickets to go and watch watch posh obviously my local team here and um that they had free face painters just wandering around the stand, just literally just walking up to kids going, do you want some face painting? And that sort of interaction would be great. I, I mean, I, what I would like to see is the club roll up, at some, get some sort of port cabin style trailer based uh, shop, which they just sort of drive up there on the day, park up next to the fan zone where people can buy program shirts. Yeah, so some of the basics, Wolves branding stuff there at the shop. Uh, you know, at the game, so you, you're feeling part as though you're going to Wolves. Um, the other thing I do wonder now that we're at a proper, proper stadium, not in the middle of a residential area in quite the same way, whether we could get away with if the if the derby game or the midweek games at least aren't at the Molyneux, whether they can do a light show of some description or whether they can get the flames going, you know, not necessarily the full works they have at Molyneux, obviously but whether they can make a little bit more of an effort there just to make a bit more of an atmosphere, make a bit of a buzz around it. Um, that would be sort of really, really good. And yeah, I mean, I just won my other piece. And I think it ties in with what you were just saying there, Tom, about the YouTube and streaming games is with it being a proper stadium, the media facilities will be so much better. I wonder whether we're more likely to get sort of the likes of BBC West Midlands coming down doing commentary, certainly for some of the games like against West Brom, or Stoke, where you could have that sort of broadcast either online or on the radio and get people in there. I think there is opportunities. Um, the key is for the club now to sort of pick up and, and run with that, I think, personally. Um, one final question, Todd, before we sort of move on beyond that. Um, 
the reserves, they currently play out, out of Compton. Is there an opportunity there to say, well, actually, you know what? We're going to keep the connection with CKW. They've been good hosts. We're, you know, we're going to put the reserves up at CKW. So therefore, those people who can't travel from uh, Castlecroft can still go and see a Wolves team, still see Wolves women. It gives the reserves a stadium to play in rather than just, you know, no disrespect comes from bloody good facility, but it's a training facility. Yeah, right. You're going to be playing on a football pitch. You're going to be playing in a purpose, you know, sort of a proper stadium, you know, a football pitch. Thoughts? Yeah, um, death most definitely. Um, you know, most of the games what Wolves have been playing are at Compton and you know, we've seen that fans can't attend Compton since COVID and you know those restrictions haven't really eased off yet. I mean, still to last season. And last season fans still couldn't go to watch um on um the reserves at Compton. So to move them to the CKW will be a brilliant idea. No, it's a brilliant stadium we we play there for the last few years you know it gives fans as i say there are fans who haven't um who can't travel to telford who haven't got the means of traveling to telford a chance to still watch women's football to still watch world women and and to cheer on our our youngsters who you know are the next generation of wolves women who will be hopefully you know, bring bringing through into the first team um and that will be our future generation so yeah most definitely Listen, we've had a great working relationship with CKW. We've been fantastic outs. The pitch has always been brilliant. We've always been brilliant to play on. The stadium, the, the seating, it's, it's a brilliant ground. We've got a bar there and everything. So, you know, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, So, yeah, to, to have the reserves play there to be a big step up for the reserves for Tom Warren and, you know, to finally allow them to have fans watching them again because yeah. at, at Compton, they can't. And, you know, it, it'll be brilliant for them just as I say just to have fans there cheering them on and it'll help them progress as well yeah and, and still give us a chance to get a bloody good samosa when Manny's not around as well I have bring bring uh, what Manny needs to do if he's coming to Telford bring um, so save um, samosa Saturday samosa Sunday so I'm not sure whether they sell samosas at Telford oh, where well, does so Manny might be needed well, I'll tell you what, Manny, if you're listening, if you if Telford don't do them, you, we need a most of Sunday on ASAP, mate. Um, most definitely. But yeah, no, I think you're right, Tom. Uh, uh, with regard to Tom Warren's Barmy Army and getting the, the reserves down to CKW, yes, it won't be the same footprint. But then again, as well, if Wolves women are, are, don't have a game, you know, the first team don't have a game on, if they're if they're away, long, you know, up at Fylde, people who might not want to travel all the way up to Fylde can go and watch the reserves at CKW and enjoy that, still have that facility. So I think there's there's certainly something I'd hope the club are looking at to try and keep that relationship going with with the CKW and, and AFC Wolfronians. Um, but that's, but talking about Compton, um, on Sunday in the heat, not as hot as today, but on the heat on Sunday, uh, Wolves did play a pre-season friendly against Northampton Town. Um, Northampton, for those who don't know, newly promoted into the fourth tier. So they're in the Midlands tier, so where we were sort of a couple of seasons ago now. Um, and Wolves ran out 7-0 winners. Um, all I know, and I've heard, I don't know if you've heard anything else, Tom, is that Leo and Amber were, Leo Joyce and Amber Hughes were playing during the game. Um, everything else has been kept very close to uh, people's chests but still a really good performance for, certainly as a first pre-season game goes don't you so Tom 
Yeah, um, a seven-nil victory. Um, I haven't heard really nothing of it. I know the result. That's about it. But we all know that you know Wolves women and Maka always like to keep the cards um, close to the chest. Um, they've done it most pre seasons, but a seven-nil victory to kick off. Um, the preparations for the new campaign is brilliant. Um, I know it's from a team below, um, but it, it, it's gearing them up for the new season. We've got some good games coming up as well in pre-season, some what could be tricky games as well. Um, and it's only going to prepare us to what we face in the coming season. So, yeah, a brilliant start. Um, I don't know how they played in that heat, because I'll tell you what, it is melting. But, yeah, 7-0 victory. But, yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll um, Put us in good stead for, for the coming season. Yeah, definitely. I certainly, I mean, I don't, I, mean, I did some coaching Sunday morning and it was absolutely lethal out there. Um, and I know sort of local games around me got moved to 11 o'clock in the morning to try and get out mm. the worst of the heat. Um, so, yeah, fair play to them. I don't know. It might have been in the dome, I suppose. That might have been what they did to play it in the dome. Or yeah. Play 30 minute game, you know, sort of 30 minute thirds. Um, talking of tricky games coming up, interesting one coming up on Sunday. We know it's behind closed doors. We know we're away at Bristol City because Bristol City have kindly announced uh, that what, who their pre-season friendlies are. Uh, no, no nudge there, sort of walls. Um, but they've just appointed Anita Asante, our ex-Villa, ex-England international, to their coaching staff. So I mean, that's going to be a and Bristol City are really going to gun are going for that championship top spot Tom so I think that's going to be a really challenging game for the girls at, yeah, at Wolves and um, but we really good challenge as well I think don't you yeah um, obviously Bristol City are a tier two side um, you know they are one of the favourites um, to get promoted into the top league of England um, going into next season so it's going to be a tricky game and it will be a game where, you know, we see where we're at um, to test ourselves where we're at. Because, you know, as I say, they're going for WSL next season. They're going to try and win that league. So if we manage to, you know, just keep compete with them and, you know, who knows, we might be able to get a draw or even a win against them. But it, as I say, it'd be, it'd be a test to see exactly where we're at and whether where we are to go to that next step. Because we have ambitions of wanting to be in that tier two and it will see us... We're going to come up, come up against teams like that. We're going to come up against Birmingham's. We're going to come up against Bristol Cities. We're going to come up against teams who have had experience in the top tier of English football, who are going to drop into the Championship. Um, so it'll be a good test to see exactly where we're at, where we can go, and where this team is going as a team. Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the WSL is looking like it's going to be a really tough division again in next season. Certainly, I don't wouldn't want to try and make a prediction about who's coming down. <laughs> it'll be too close at the bottom. Definitely. And the, and the championship as well is going to be a really tough division. Uh, and just out of interest, heard rumours um, about what Southampton's playing budget or Southampton's budget is going to be for next season on their promotion. Uh, and, it, you know, those of us who are sort of around the men's game will sort of laugh at these things about how small they are. But for women's football, this is huge. They were talking about spending a million quid next season on their or this coming season going professional, etc. with their, you know, and sort of with their push for the champion for doing well in the championship next season. So I think that it, the championship is going to be a really tough division next sort of next season for the sort of like Bristol city, et cetera, pushing for it. And I think if we are lucky enough to get promoted and you know, at the end of next season, then it's going to be a really tough division again after that as well. 
So I think this is a really good game to play in Bristol now just to start to build that white what's our strengths, what's our weaknesses, where do we need to look to to improve over time, not necessarily for this season, but for the season after and season after that. Um so I think it's really good. Um I think that's sort of pretty much wrapped up everything, Tom. Um anything else from yourself that we've missed or, or anything you want to mention? No, I think we've we've covered um most of the latest news what's what's come out over the last few days for last week or so. Um so I think we've that's a wrap, I think. Yeah, I'm just gonna sort of just quickly wish Newcastle United women all the best on Sunday in their preseason friendly. Playing some team and you're playing Tesco carrier bags. So obviously, you know, do hope they uh, come away with the, the win against that lot. So that's always good. And yeah, um, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, please do follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where we're at, at the Wolves Women Pod. If you want to drop us an email about anything, we're at Wolves Women Podcast Outlook.com. And as I always say, please do give us a five star review on Apple, Spotify, etc. And tell us what you think about the, uh, the, the baggies. Tom, thank you very much for your time. No problem, Nick. And with that, up the wall. See you later, everybody.